Hello and welcome to The Connected Generation. My name is Nika Anani and I am your host. Here on The Connected Generation, we explore all things legacy wealth and legacy businesses. How you can build businesses and wealth that would outlive the founder and have sustained impact not only over time, but also over space. And we have these conversations with genuine curiosity, authenticity and vulnerability. This week I was joined by, I don't even know what to say. (laughs) I was joined by this amazing, um, really insightful gentleman, Subs Acharya. He's a social entrepreneur, very passionate about solving problems by harnessing thoughts, ideas, resources and people. And he likes to bring ancient wisdom and spiritual consciousness into businesses, technology and family relationships. So we had a really fascinating conversations on he's working on this project called Project Eternity, where they look at infusing business tech, spirituality and merging that with purpose and family values to build legacy enterprises. And we just unpacked all of that. Unpacked firstly, how he got into this space. Firstly, for me, I'm not very well learned on ancient wisdom and spiritual consciousness. So he educated me a bit on that and also some practical tips as next geners on how to move closer towards purpose. So I definitely encourage you to tune in, enjoy, and please share the love. Thank you. Hi, Sibs. Um, It's awesome to have you today. Welcome to The Connected Generation. Hey, Nika, thank you for having me. I love your podcast. I love the way you position for the next generation. They need a lot of TLC mm. and they're an awesome generation. I think together we could be, could be a great force. For sure. I am just so intrigued to learn more about you and your work because you do some really powerful stuff. You help bridge technology um, purpose and ancient wisdom for next generation entrepreneurs. How did you get here? And what does that even mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, I work for the big companies and once you work for the big companies, you kind of feel like, is this what I'm going to do all throughout my life? No. So I've had uh, different gigs, or you might say, or different, uh, businesses that from the heart, like I have a nonprofit that, uh, creates jobs for the blind. And that was transformation for me, really. And uh, second point is, you know, I had a passion to help students who are meritorious, brilliant, but they are not the GPA kind of students. You know, they're not the ones that are just going to study, study and study. That's not the students that I wanted. So I brought in those people who are not good with GPS, but brilliant, brilliant thinkers. And then I started helping them build their resume. But this is high-end stuff, which is let's understand their passion. Let's understand Mm. what they want to be. Let's understand Mm. their skills. So you got to understand them first and then give them problems to solve. Mm. So for the past six years, I've been bringing these students and helping them build resumes. And by 18, they've built something marvelous. Mm. One third of my students actually had patents. And then they pivoted into the top schools because... The top schools wanted leaders. They, they didn't want students to be like the bookish ones. The world is mm. changing. Now comes Project Eternity. Now Project Eternity is basically focused on wealthy families mm. who want to build leaders out of their children. Mm. So let's look at the problems, right? First is you've got a generational problem. Mm. The children are totally 
IT-centric. They are mm-hmm. innovative. They have too much of information in their hands. But how do you build leadership out of them? Hmm. So what we do is, apart from business and technology, which I am pretty good at, we bring ancient wisdom and spirituality. So that way what happens is, <coughs> this is not the kind of the mumbo-jumbo spirituality, not the religious kind of spirituality. Mm. But this is like what the ancients did. How did they build the pyramids? How did they build temples, for example? Mm. Astrosciences, for example. Mm. How do you trade Bitcoin and with the help of astrology? So this is all ancient wisdom. How do we apply this to business, mm. to technology? Then the last piece, Nika, is I think the next generation is brilliant. But the problem of brilliance is that uh, you've got to speak the language. You have to speak the language. Yeah. You have to speak the language. Like, what is it that they're aspiring for? What is it that they love? Mm. I mean, to them, they're not going to be working like the way we do or our parents did. Mm. The way they want to do is they also want to enjoy life. To them, work-life balance is fundamental. The only way you can do that is to give them the purpose, the direction, the meaning, and then balance the inside and the outside. Mm. So outside, they might be whoever they want to be, but inside, they have to be spiritual because the yin and the yang needs to balance. And that is the biggest problem of the whole world, that we are Mm. all severely imbalanced. The next generation sees life different way. Mm. They see automation. They don't want to do chores. Why should they do chores anyway? What value is it? You know, (laughs) they want to see technology everywhere they want to see communication in the right way but now what happens is then they are open into the world of innovation but if they don't balance their inside they are not going to be happy what they're looking for is happiness work is very important money is important leadership is important equality is important but if they are not solid inside then they are imbalanced then the outside and the inside are not balanced. The yin and the yang is a universal phenomena. It's Mm. a universal law. So I have a lot of hope for the new generation that uh, they're going to be balanced. They're going to be innovative. They're going to be straight shooters. They want to enjoy life and they want to focus what they do best. That is innovate. That's what we need. That's Mm. progress. Mm. Powerful. I want to just take a step back because you mentioned that Project Eternity is really the mission is to help wealthy families that are looking at building leaders. Now, this word leadership, I think it means different things to different people. What does it mean to you? So the way I look at leadership is, in um, can you make a difference in the world? You know, that's what leadership is. Mm. Because wealthy families have the money, the resources, the contacts. But do they understand the new generation and their voices, their mm. fears, their aspirations? No, not really, because when you have a generational shift, ideas and culture completely changes. Mm. Baby boomers wanted to acquire wealth, so they're individualistic. On the other hand, the current generation is just the opposite. They want to give to people. Yeah, They want to have a purpose. They don't see acquisition of wealth as leadership. They would rather be like an Elon Musk who's innovative, has 50 different ventures, who wants to bring the human race to a new experience. Mm. So instead of wealth, to them, the value of leadership is, can we move the human race towards a new experience? Can we innovate new things? Can we break down silos and cultures and build cooperation? 
can mm. we solve the climate change problem you know can we make it equitable for everybody to succeed it's mm. a new generation new thinking so i look at leadership as can you influence the future mm. can you make a difference in the world can you solve big problems and then can you can you do better can you do better spiritually spiritually to become more happy compared to the previous generation so that's my focus area powerful observation you've made on the generational kind of distinctions between the baby boomers and the next geners why do you think there's been that shift so that's a very good question i i want to answer this in two ways one way is i'm going to choose the conventional wisdom that is given to us about generations mm-hmm. and i'm going to use ancient wisdom so the the current way we define generation is how society ultimately changes mm-hmm. so that the values change mm-hmm. a gen z's values are different they don't see acquisition of wealth to be a value rather they think mm-hmm. of it like why why would you do that what's your fear mm-hmm. why would you live in a mansion when the whole world is your home so mm-hmm. these are values that are different generations come up with as time moves on now let's look at the ancient wisdom so you see archetypes are fundamental in generations mm-hmm. so archetypes means that as these planets move different planets contribute different archetypes mm-hmm. so pluto for example gives a different archetype archetype of power neptune gives an archetype of aspiration mm. uranus gives a different archetype archetype of rebelliousness innovation technology the entire generation the current generation is born under the archetype of uranus in taurus mm. which means they are rebellious they are idea centric they are they want innovation they want to break down the previous silos mm. but yet be grounded so that's the generation that we are dealing with mm. and that's mm. their value so what happens is as the planetary movement changes for example there are three planets that change generations pluto has 240 years 248 years to go around the sun so it's mm. slow uranus has 84 years so if you if you do if you multiply 84 by 3 you kind of get 250 years so there are three revolutions of uranus inside a pluto cycle then you've got mm-hmm. saturn which is which revolves around the sun in 28 years so multiply 28 by 3 you get 84 which is the uranus cycle so it's like a revolution inside a revolution inside a revolution wow. and balance of these archetypes creates different generations mm-hmm. and if you understand these generations with archetypes understanding them their fears their aspirations becomes easier you need to hear the voice of that generation and then give them a purpose a direction that's my job that's what i feel i'm really good at i want you to go into that the fear and aspirations of the next generation versus that of the baby boomers see the baby boomers saw their parents wealth decimated mm completely decimated they have seen their parents struggle like hell mm. they have seen wars more than anybody look at their fear look at their fear right their fear is oh my god i'm not going to make money mm. 
I'm going to be, I just cannot be under, you know, government, um, you know, money. I need, mm. I need a way to experience life, a family, a garden, you know, uh, land, um, beauty, because they did not have it. They have mm. seen too much of sorrow. On the other hand, look at the Gen Zs. Imagine going to school and the Gen Zs, each of them feeling that they are vectors of disease. Imagine the sorrow inside them that, oh my God, my friend that I've been interacting with got COVID, probably came from me. Can you imagine the sorrow mm. of being vectors of disease, not being able to do anything? Then imagine going to school and you learning things in the books, whereas you can get it in YouTube in five minutes. YouTube is the world's biggest university. True. So now are you going to give them an education which is like 100 years old? These people are rebellious. They are innovative. Their fear is, I, we just can't fit in. Mm. Mm. To them, the mode of expression is different. Mm. The mode of expression is, I'm unique. Mm. I'm different. You don't have to follow me, but respect me. But the baby boomer generation is just the opposite, which is, hey, we are all together one. Mm. So if you look at their business model, their business model is very predictable. So which is, Go to school, go to college, have a family, buy a house, then help grow your kids, then sell the car, then go for vacations, and then land up in a healthcare home. That's a model. But it feels so hollow to the next it generation. It is so hollow. Mm. It is so hollow. What and why does, it, why does it feel so hollow for our generation? So our generation would mean you're talking about the millennial... Next gen. Yeah, millennial, Gen Z... It feels meaningless to them. Think of yeah. this. Let me give you an example. We love Steve Jobs. Great guy, great everything, hero, icon, everything. Steve Jobs died with probably $90 billion in his bank account. What did you do with that? You could have changed people with that money. Mm. What would you do running businesses after business after business? I get it. That Steve Jobs and icon and all that stuff, all great. But... What about life beyond mm. the office? What about trekking the Himalayas, which he did when he was young? But after that, it's all about business, business, and business, and shareholder value, and new products, and all that. Where is life? Mm. So that model is boring. Second point is repetitiveness. You know, the hippie generation, they love to live in la-la land and all that stuff. You know, that's great. But... What about experience of the future? Can you, can you go and conquer, you know, uh, new business models? Can you go out and help somebody um, in Nigeria who's trying to build a new eco-village? Can you go to Liberia who's, who's with a, and help a person who's trying to build the food of the future? Mm -hmm. Because our food models and supply chains are changing. Nobody knows that Africa is the biggest place where roses are grown. Nobody knows that Africa is the land of spices. Why can't you go and volunteer for those people? Hmm. How many of the baby boomers have volunteered their effort? They were all about what's in it for me. Whereas the new generation is saying, no, we don't want to give money. Let's help people with their hands, with our hands, with our effort, with our ideas. We don't want mansions. We don't want big gardens mm. we need small technical homes that can solve our chores 
so we can focus on enjoying life and innovation. Can I ask a question? Sure. What do we do in families when there's this inherent values clash across the generations? How do you reconcile that? Spirituality. Here's, okay. here's the reason I say only way to solve that problem is spirituality. Now, let's talk about values. Is giving to others and philanthropy a value? It is a value. It's a common value. But the modes might be different. True. Some, some people want to help with money, but you don't know where the money is going. Mm. <clears throat> On the other hand, the Gen Zs of the world see it in a different way that, okay, we've got money, we can give it, but hold on. How can I help you with my intellect? How can I help you personally? Mm. Just giving money and get a donation plaque, that's it? No. Where's the impact? I have some value. I have some intelligence. I have, you know, um, I'm intelligent. I've got different innovation. Isn't that a value that can be contributed for the human race? Mm. So the only way of bridging this is to bring purpose as a common factor for both generations because purpose mm. remains the same. Mm. The roads change. That's how it is. If we can bring self-actualization to both generations, both generations would be able to be on the same page. Mm. They'll be able to see each other's perspective. And the third is they'll see that the values are nearly the same. It's the way they want to see impact in the world is different. Mm. Powerful, powerful. And you spoke a lot about work-life balance being fundamental to the rising generation. Can you speak more about that? Absolutely. You said, it, you said it's spiritual. Yes. Let's go back to technology because technology changes generations. Okay. So why is that? 20 years back, people had offices. They had rads of paper, printer, this and that, file cabinets today. Everything is in the phone. Mm. Technology changes everything. Now, if you look at the next level of technologies, IoT, <clears throat> artificial intelligence, machine learning, mm. if you look at it, what do these technologies do? Why are these technologies needed? That is because human beings have a lot of objective work. Doing chores is an objective work. Mm. So in the Ferrari factory in the 1950s, the same place had thousands of people just putting, you know, um, nuts and bolts to make a Ferrari. Mm. Today, it's done by robots. What, so what happened? Mm. The objective tasks became automated by robots and AI and machine learning. Mm. So you see the objective tasks became automated. Mm. The previous generation was happy with that. They were happy with, you know, putting all these stuff together and a Rolls Royce and make it like a perfection. Whereas the new generation, the next, the current generation is all about, wait a second, if there is an objective task that has no intellectual brilliance in it, let's just automate that and make it faster, better, cheaper. Mm. So it's a fundamental value chain. It's a change in perspective. Now think of this, Nika, <clears throat> why I say spirituality is going to be important. If robots, AI and machine learning are going to change the way we look at the world and the way we look at um, living life, what would a human being do then? Mm. Think of this. We go back home, run the heater, run this, and make the food and all that. Imagine 80% being automated. What's the value of a human being now? The value of the human being becomes subjectivism. Mm. 
So objectivity means looking at a pentagon and saying, oh, that's a shape. Mm -hmm. Subjectivism is going out in nature and then looking at the petals and the flowers and saying, wow, they are all pentagonal. Mm -hmm. We all look at an apple like a torus, leave the apple for a couple of days and you'll see the apple looking pentagonal. That is subjectivism. Mm -hmm. Human beings of the future would be all about subjectivity. They would be about bigger thinking, bigger problem solving making life better, making the human experience better. Why? Because the objective pieces are being taken care of by the robots. Hmm. That's where spiritual knowledge and ancient wisdom comes in. Because if you don't have that, you cannot think subjectively. Hmm. So now if, you're, if you have a lot of time in your hands, what would you do? You would go down to the metaverse and play video games because you're lonely. Hmm. Can you educate us on, more on spiritual wisdoms and ancient knowledge? Because for a lot of us, we don't know <laughs> Sure. the basics. Because you spoke a yeah. little bit about planets and um, you also spoke about astrology yeah. and Bitcoin. Just educate us, like one-on-one, sure. on one, break it right down. Absolutely. Absolutely. So first of all, I got to tell you that if you look around, and look at the different temples and massive architectures that still stand the test of time. Mm. Go to Mount, you know, go to Mount Kilimanjaro, you know, go to say Tierra del Fugo in South America, mm. go to Stonehenge, go to India, which is a land of 40,000 temples. All these temples are still there. Mm. You can't replicate that technology of how they were built. Mm. How, how did these ancients do it? <clears throat> which we can't do today. Mm. They kept a lot of ancient wisdom, but in code, because they were very concerned mm. that one day these civilizations are going to be plundered. Mm. So one very important thing that Project Eternity does is goes back to these temples, arch you know, architecture, and looks at the math, the geometry, and the archetypes over there in these temples because there's an ancient code inside. Mm. Example, every temple is built with precise mathematics. Every temple has tons of statues inside them. Mm. Every temple is built like an energy generator, which acts like a capacitance. Mm. So what are these statues? These statues were archetypes of constellations. Mm. This is the ancient knowledge that is hidden in these temples. Mm. For example, sacred geometry, it is a science of interlocking circles that is the base of everything. Mm. Music, science, arts, geometry, mathematics, they all converge as a unified model with geometry. Imagine the ability to de design new products out of them. Now let's go to something else, crypto. Now, Bitcoin, if you look at the logo of Bitcoin, which is B, mm. it is actually a coded 13. It's one three coded as a B. Why? Because money moves based on the phases of the moon. From the word Muni comes, from, comes the word money. Interesting. Never heard that before. Yeah. Now, if you look at a stock, any stock, and you put the moon, the new moon and the full moon, you'll see during full moon, the stocks go down. During new moon, stocks go up. That's how you can trade. Buy during full moon, sell during new moon. 
But nobody is talking about all this. The ancients knew the power of energy. It's all energy. I'll give you another example. Bitcoin was made at a certain time. So it has its birth date and time. Mm. It has certain characteristics. It has certain archetypes. Like it has Mars in its first house. Mars means anger. Mm. Mars means speed. You'll see Bitcoin going up and down very fast. Why? Because mm. it behaves like an actual entity. Using astro sciences and archetypes to understand how Bitcoin is going to go up and down mm. is a phenomenal way to do trading. Go to any stock on TradingView and draw Fibonacci ratios. You'll see stocks always move based on Fibonacci ratios. Mm. It's predictable. Look at any stock that is crashing. You'll see the price moves as half, one third, one fourth, one fifth. We studied reciprocals when we were children, but we never realized that energy moves in square roots and reciprocals. This is the spiritual wisdom we need to bring. It's not just meditation. It's not about gods and goddesses. The ancients were talking about constellations. Why mm. are the pyramids aligned with Orion? Why? Mm. There's a reason why. We need to bring this to the new generation to innovate. This lied dormant in the previous generations. So this is applied spirituality, Nika. Mm. Applied spirituality means you learn and apply, not the mm. mumbo jumbo of religion. And you said something, you said it's not spirituality, it's not just meditation, it's not religious yeah. text. So what is it? Like define it for us. So spirituality is all about, think of this. The ancients knew that there were four components of a human. The body, mind, spirit, soul. The body. Now our body is also built on magnetism and electricity. That's why acupuncture, acupressure works. Go and look at and talk to the chieftains in Africa. Mm. Their villages are built on fractals. They believed in plant medicine, but they will tell you that you've got to take this during new moon or full moon because our body is aligned with the zodiac. This is all about ancient wisdom. Now, what is spirituality? The spirituality is a realization of the energies of the universe and the wisdom of the soul. Mm. Darwinism does not even talk about the soul. How do you know what, is, what it is to be to feel like a human? Mm. Because the soul is human. What it is to feel like a horse? Mm. The energies of the body, mind, soul, spirit is not taught. It comes from the higher self and we just need to learn. It comes to meditation. But what if we can give you the knowledge mm. in minutes, hours, days, which you can apply? Now, the last part. What is spirituality? It is about energy balance. So there are times you'll see your heart is pounding. You're, you're trying... You're feeling restless and all that. Simply go to the birth chart and you can see how the planets are making an angle to your birth mm. chart. And you'll understand the flow of energy inside you. Mm. Look at the word psychology. The word psychology comes from the word psyche. Do you know what the word psyche means? It means the mm. soul. Interesting. Not the mind. Not the mind at all. Psy psyche means the soul, the spirit the animating entity inside our body. Mm. Whereas today, 
psychology has become a method of selling medicines for mental health. Mm -hmm. So we're going to bring this kind of a spirituality to the new generation. So they learn, they adopt, they apply, and they become happy. So their outside and their inside becomes balanced. Powerful. Can you share a story with folks that you've worked with so we can bring this to life and the work you've done with the next generation in really Absolutely. tapping into these ancient wisdoms? Absolutely. See, one of the challenges that I had when it comes to mentoring the young generation is purpose. What is their purpose? So think of it. What would they like to impact the world with? It's a big question because there's too much of choices. There are too many causes. They have tons of money. But what is inside their heart? What is in their soul? How do you know that? Mm-hmm. So we spend about 12 and a half hours wow. just understanding a person. And then we how, how do you understand the person? I want to know more. Like, sure. If I were to join a session, how would you sure. unravel me? Nika? Absolutely. Let's go through it. It's mm-hmm. so interesting. So first of all is just talk to the person and become a friend. Mm-hmm. What are their fears? What do they want to be? Why do they want to be? It's all about the why. Mm. The problem is the why is a language of the heart. You can't explain that through the language of the mind. Mm. Think of this. Mm. What is love? Can you define wow. love? Can you define what love is? You can't. Is love a verb? Is mm. love a noun? Is a love an adjective? Is love an you know, adverb? What is it? We have no idea. Imagine the word that, think of this. Is a love with a husband, the love the, is the same love between the mother and the child? Mm. No. So how are we defining love? Our definitions are very incorrect. Mm. What if we can replace the word love with care? It's different. There are different versions of love. Mm. I love to eat chicken and I love my child. The love is different. Mm. So what we do is we understand the person first. And, but then we have to use objectiveness and subjectiveness. So the mm. first thing that I do is I explain to them how the soul from the universe comes to this 3D reality. Mm. And your personality is the reflection of your soul, which means your personality is what you have decided to do in this life. Mm. So we say, let me explain to you what your personality is then. So we take them to 16personalities.com and say, it takes 10 minutes, do your personality. And they get a four, you know, letter, like ENFJ, I'm an ENFJ, A. This is the Maya Briggs? That's right. Mm-hmm. It's very important that people, I'm not saying it's perfect. You don't need to. Mm-hmm. But it gives you an ide- identification of who you are. Mm-hmm. First step, objective first step. Then we go again and talk to the person and find out what they want to be, why they want to be. Mm-hmm. Then we get much more clarity. Then we don't stop there because now we go to go to the subjective elements. So what we do is we give them a test for the spirit. Mm-hmm. Your spirit has a dharma. It has a purpose when it comes here. And there are five spirit types. That's the reason we have five written all over our body. Mm-hmm. The five elements, the the five parts of our body, the five digits. And there are five dharmas of the soul. From there, we find out what is their purpose. Like, Mm. my purpose is to be an educator. Anything that I've done with education, I have excelled. Mm. 
And if I don't do anything with related to education, it doesn't work. Those who are an educator get their karma fast. Like if I steal $1 from somebody, I lose $20 and it comes fast because that's the dharma type. Then we go to the birth chart. Then we understand how the energies of the planetary archetypes create them. What are their fears? What are they going to be experiencing? What is their personality? What are they good at? Where is Jupiter, for example? Mm. Where is Mercury, for example? Where is Mars, for example? Understanding this gives us a holistic picture of that individual. So we understand who they are inside, their purpose, their skills, their fears. And then we align all of this together. Once we have aligned all this, bingo, we can give them a project, give them a purpose, and they are a completely transformed human being. So we show them how to apply the mind and the heart together. And we want to do this early Mm. because Nika, the biggest challenge for all humans is that we don't know who we are. Mm. We don't know who we are. And that's what we need to bring. And early, that's why we have succeeded. That's why when these children, students understand their purpose, it's a euphoria for them. You don't have to guide them anymore because you have given them the direction. Mm. What happens? They have clarity. They have alignment. Clarity and alignment creates results. Mm. That's how we build leaders. Fantastic. Subs, I don't even know what to say. Like, my brain is going at like 100 miles an hour with all the different things I've learned today. My my mind just can't comprehend it. I just want to, um, before... Um, we close, just ask if you can share any practical tips that a next generation um, can use in, I guess, discovering who they are. Absolutely, Nika. And believe me, I'm 44. And um, the last couple of years, I came to know who I am. Mm. How sad, isn't it, that Mm. I really went through self-actualization during a midlife crisis Does it have to take so long? It doesn't. And then once you self-actualize, you're a completely changed human being. I wish people helped me when I needed it. So here are three practical tips and tricks. First of all, the Gen Z or the the current generation has rebellion, innovation, and breaking barriers inside their blood. Be unique. Do not try to fit in. Because the world is going to tell tell them, you've got to fit in. Oh, you've got to be a doctor. Oh, really? Why is doctor better than a lawyer? No, no, after you can't be a doctor, be an engineer. Lawyer, okay, but it takes so much of time. Mm -hmm. Those days are going away. You know, being successful, they're going to use their heart. Mm -hmm. Don't stop yourself by creating borders. Oh, I got to be a doctor. I got to be a scientist. Oh, I got to be this. No, 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 no. You've got to be who you are. You've got to innovate because that's how they are born. Mm. And that is innovate, be a rebel, don't fit in, break down borders. So that's point number one, be unique. Second point is learn how to cooperate. Mm. The human body, the human is very different from any other animal in the animal species. We've got two minds. You've got bicameral minds to be or not to be. Don't be biased because you have to have your own unique perception. Mm. 
you can't be caught by dogmas. You can't be caught by politics. So which means have your own perception, understand who you are, that the two brains are there to have a different perspective of different things. The third is look inside yourself. Happiness is not outside. It's mm -hmm. not in the video game. It's not about buying the new Ferrari. You can buy the new Ferrari. Absolutely. Why not? The thrill of riding um, a new bike or, or a fast car, the thrill is exhilarating. But being attached to the Ferrari, that is where you block energies. You've got to look inside yourself and say, who am I? What is my purpose? Why do I want to be who I am? Why am I unique? The self-actualization is key. So be technology savvy. So the biggest challenge that this generation needs to solve is that they are swimming in information, but completely parched in wisdom. That's my advice to the new generation. And that's what we do. Our idea is let's get you go through the program. Let's transform you and then release you. Be yourself, make mistakes, then come back again. Mm. Then as they keep on growing and becoming adults and business people and all that, they're going to face hurdles. Mm. They're going to face love life challenges. So come and learn Tantra. They're going to face health challenges. Come and study Ayurveda. Come and understand Reiki. Understand, you know, how electricity and magnetism can help you. Mm. Feeling feeling de depressed, go and help out some villagers in our eco village, mm -hmm. solve their problem. See how they are so happy with nothing. Mm -hmm. Experience yourself. That's our model. That is come live, work, innovate, evolve, then go back again, come back, mm -hmm. go back again and balance mm -hmm. your outside and your inside. Powerful, powerful. Thank you so much. Stubbs. This has been phenomenal. Um, oh, if anyone wants you. to, if anyone wants to um, reach out to you, learn more about you and your work, how best can they reach you? The best thing I would say is reach out to the best host on the planet when it comes to new generations. <laughs> that is Nika. I love Nika because she stands for the for the generations to come. The oh. generations need a voice, mm. and if you don't give them a voice, that's powerful. Thank you. That's. I don't even know what to say or how to receive that. It's a heavy, thank you. Thank you. So I um, think the most important thing is to reach out to Nika. Um, if you are a professional who's made a lot of money, have a family and concerned about your children, reach out to Nika. And, uh, you know, I'm always available. S-U-B-S at eternity.eco. But I still say reach out to Nika because you need to go through a first level of ideation to see if what we do is a good fit for you. You know, mm -hmm. so Nika needs to talk to you first and understand, is this what you're looking for? You know, if, if, if the cup of, if your teacup is filled with tea, I can't change you. I can't add more tea and make you look good. So you've got to mm -hmm. go through a first level of ideation with Nika. And then when she approves it would be a good way to chat with me. I'm anyway available, but if you call me, I'm still going to send you to Nika for the first level of discussion that wait, let's uh, spirit, spirituality is not like feeding you with a teaspoon of honey and you're up and running. No, mm. it's a lot of subjective wisdom that you have to have a word with Nika. Let she be the sounding board and let and decide, 
are you even ready for the next level of evolution or you're just mm. trying to find refuge to help your child at any cost mm. you know we both have the same mission we all have mm. the same mission so it has to come in stages so my suggestion would be reach out to nika she's available all the time she's passionate after that could be a good discussion for us to ideate and understand what you're looking for and um there's going always going to be money that is needed so i have to tell you that project eternity is 100% donation based mm. 100% which means you because it's a spiritual project we will forever want want to be in good karma so which means whether you give us a dollar or a million dollars our work and our quality remains the same more dollar helps us cater to a broader audience and give them an experience a 1 dollar gives helps get the spiritual wisdom in any shape or form but um as i said our job is to be beneficial to people i strongly suggest that you meet with nika first and then meet with us because our model is a little high end uh, but we are there to help phenomenal thank you so much subs thank you nika I loved that conversation. I think it's one that I need to put on repeat. <laughs> and just like distill and unpack it like particularly the bits on like planetary wisdoms and astrology like I just need to like understand that a bit more. But I loved when he was talking about bringing ancient wisdom and purpose to families of wealth. And really it's about exploration of our why, our individual why. and our common shared why and i loved when he said why is a language of the heart you can't explain it through the language of the mind i think it's so powerful why is really about emotions and purpose and deeper meaning and we have to spend time together exploring that in conversation exploring that through shared experiences exploring that through shared learnings and insights and i just found that so moving Then I loved when he said it's important to speak to the next generation in a language that resonates with the next generation. And I talk about this in my book Lifetime to Legacy about the importance of speaking in a language that's native to whomever you're speaking to. And it's analogous to the five love languages, right? When myself and my husband were um premarital, we had some premarital counseling and a counselor at the time taught us about the five love languages which is the predominant languages in which people express and also like to receive love and the thing is if say for instance i express love by giving gifts but my spouse expresses love by acts of service if i'm just showing that i love him by buying him gifts he won't necessarily see that as an indication of my love right it's literally like we're speaking to we're speaking different languages to one another and we have to speak in a language that the other will understand and that is in the language and that language that they will understand is the way they would want to express love so i it, for me to communicate love effectively i would have to perform acts of service to him and it's similar to what subs is talking about it's important we speak to the next generation in a language that they will understand speaking to on a higher purposeful level 
what the dreams and aspirations that they will understand down to even on a tactical level, you know, from a language perspective, um, the things that resonate best with them. And then I loved when he said, the next generation is a generation that is swimming in information, but is parched in wisdom. I was like, good grief, heavy boom. <laughs> I was just like, what am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> Full of information, parched in wisdom. And, you know, just upon reflection on this, I think a good starting point to really move from information to wisdom is to gain mastery over yourself and get to know yourself and understand what are your personal values What's your personal vision? What's your personal mission? And what is your personal purpose? And I talk a lot about this in my book as well. And the book comes with a free workbook where there are lots of exercises to help you distill and identify each of these areas. I do think that quite often we do focus more on the tactical and not enough on the purposeful. And we need to take a lot more time to get more purposeful when we're planning for legacy. So thank you so much. Before I thank you, (laughs) where can you find the book? You can find the book on Amazon. And also if you check out my website, there's a link there. So www.nikeanani.com forward slash book. So now I can thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Take good care and God bless you.